Did you know that there are over 65 million Gen Xers, yet so few financial advisors focus on Gen X? Why? It's because you aren't rich. Yet. Welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor with Michael Labus, certified financial planner, certified college funding specialist, and founder of Gen X Wealth Partners. This podcast focuses on the specific needs of Gen Xers by a Gen Xer. Get ready to explore topics that will help you get your retirement on track, maximize your dollar towards your child's education, and successfully manage aging parents. We will even sprinkle in a little health and wellness, travel and leisure, and time and stress management. Come and experience the expertise of Michael and his special guests who focus on enhancing the quality of your life today and in the future. Now, on to the show. A GoFundMe page is not a backup for financial planning. In fact, it may be easier than you think to provide for your family in the event of your death or some other debilitating event. Your host, Michael Labus, has a few thoughts on this. I'm Patrice Sikora. So, Michael, where do you want to start? We've been talking about a couple of things here. Talk to me about GoFundMe. Thank you, Patrice. Yes, this is kind of a, I'll have a respectful discussion here on, on GoFundMe and why people use it and how do we get here and why I'm even having this discussion. I'm calling it the GoFundMe dilemma. So how do we get here? How do I, how do I get to have this idea for this discussion? If you're like me, you probably scroll Facebook time to time. And when you're doing that, you may come across a GoFundMe fundraiser. And if you're like me, you, you look at it, right? And I look at these and I, I, it's sad, right? Mm -hmm. It is definitely sad. But given my profession, I'm always asking myself and my, the same question, which is, how did this family get to this point? Or how did this individual get to this point? What planning could have been done to avoid this plea for help? And I'm, I'm feeling myself, well, my profession just continually lets these people down. So this podcast is really meant to provide uh, education on how to provide uh, safety nets against unforeseen tragedies. And this is my, I want to do my part in providing this education so that can hopefully make a difference. And the problem is that a lot of the fundraisers come from needs that could be avoided by proper foundational planning. Such and, as, such as. Well, we have the big three, I call them, uh, health insurance, life insurance, and disability insurance. Those are the big three. And I'll add another one on there, which I would obviously refer you to somebody, which is um, establishing a guardianship for your kids. Mm, right. So let's first talk about the positives of GoFundMe. It's a really good tool and they do a lot of good. I mean, obviously they raise money for charities and causes, and we're going to talk about the unforeseen tragedies, but the money that the people get, you know, it's tax-free because these are donations. So that's a positive. And they've also raised more than $9 billion for more, from more than 120 wow. million donations. So we've got a lot of people using this platform to do a lot of good and they're helping people when they need it the most. So my, my discussion here is not, uh, you know, anti-GoFundMe. I just think there might be a better way to, to help these families 
outside of GoFundMe. There are some common themes for the GoFundMe fundraisers, and they are medical bills, premature death, charities or causes, community, event hosting, volunteerism, and granting wishes. They have similar to like make a wish, right? I didn't know they did that. They there's a they have a large scope. So I think people think of GoFundMe, you know, from the more serious discussions, but they also do a lot of things that that promote other uh, causes, which is good. But there also are some fun, um, sorry, GoFundMe drawbacks. And I didn't know any of these. So this is news to me. There's a 2.99% fee for any funds raised. And there's also a 30 cent per donation fee. So it's not a free service. It can be slow. So if something happens bad, and you're needing money now, it's not going to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the process can be slow. Um, it's also unpredictable. You might have a goal of say $10,000, but who knows if you're going to get there or you might blow by it, right? You don't know how much money you're going to have and when you're going to get it. So that unpredictability is definitely a drawback. Uh, there's also a lot of effort involved in the process. And if you're grieving or in a situation where you need help, that adds stress to the situation. Uh, unfortunately, there are also scams out there. You know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, trying to take advantage of the situation, which is horrible. And one thing that I don't know uh, if you would feel this way, but you know, the whole public versus private. Do you want to air your public uh, air your situation to the public, or would you rather keep it private? So that that's a something to consider as well. So. As many positives there are with the process, there are some drawbacks that I think need to be taken into consideration here. But, but how do we get here? And like I said at the beginning, I got here because I look on Facebook and I see f- these fundraisers and it's I want to do something about this. I don't want to be sitting on my hands and continuing to think this. I want to do something. And that's why I'm having this discussion with people. But how do we get here? Why are so many people on GoFundMe for these purposes? And the first thing is it's mostly young people, young people and young families. And I think it comes down to the fact that one, they didn't know how to have this discussion. They didn't know who to have the discussion with. They didn't even think they needed to work with an advisor yet. When you say this discussion, uh-huh. you're, talking about, you're talking about insurance, the yeah. money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. These insurance and well, I'll call it foundational planning. I always go back to it. People who are younger, they don't think about it because they, f- I mean, I felt invincible, so right? Did I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, on the, on the list of things to do that day, talking about having proper disability insurance coverage is probably number 1600 on the list, right? That's not high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not even know what disability insurance is. Life insurance, uh, that's for old people, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, health insurance, yeah, I have it, but I don't really know much about it because I don't go to my doctor. I don't even get my physical. So the conversation is not top of mind. And you know that could be for a multiple of reasons. It could be lack of education because we're not getting that in school. I know for certain that I wasn't foundational planning in school, which is a travesty. I think there needs to be more financial education in school. But the, well, the best place to probably get at least an initial discussion or to have an initial discussion would be with your parents. But how many of them will bring up this topic, number one? And number two, did they do it when they were young? Probably eh, probably not. 
Probably not. I mean, I'll put myself out there. When I was, say, you know, around 30, I didn't really want to take advice from my parents, right? I wanted to do my own thing, live my own life, make my own mistakes. It's very common. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents, they, they did the best they, 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 they could. Um, but we didn't have, really have a lot of conversations about money when I was, you know, impressionable, when I was, you know, in college or even shortly thereafter. Now, granted, I'm a financial advisor, so they didn't think they needed to. But even for those who aren't financial advisors, I don't think people are talking about this with their kids. They're definitely not. No, they're not. No. So it's not all their fault. But how can we, and when I say we, how can people like myself start to educate people to have this discussion? What can we do to, to fix this? Because a lot of the fundraisers are for causes that could be avoided, you know, with proper foundational planning. So I was thinking about this and this might be pretty apparent, but I think life events need to lead to have these discussions. You know, you take on a new job, you get an employee benefits package, right? So you're going to have opportunities to, to establish that safety net. And even if you're not married, you don't have kids, at least for yourself, maybe you're uh, a new parent. You, you just had a kid. You got to start to think about how do I, if things got real. When you have that kid, things are now real. You have to provide for that person and your family and yourself. That should hopefully lead to a discussion. Or you get married. Okay. You don't have any kids, but now you got to prepare, protect another person, right? And then Unfortunately, I think sometimes death, you see something like this on Facebook, you yourself say, wow, I don't have anything set aside for my family. Maybe I should have that discussion. Or maybe you have a death in the family, regardless of age, that should just, you know, Mm -hmm. make you think about things. So we have to, to have these events, hopefully have positives, which would be to have you think about how to provide that safety net. But you know the parenting thing. I, I'm not going about to teach, <laughs> tell parents how to parent. That's that's not outside of my forte. I don't have kids. Um, good luck to you on that. But I think we need to to have some some self awareness, and it comes back to foundational planning, which is I always harp on this, and I know it's super boring, and it's so dry, but this is really, really important stuff. Without proper foundational planning, it doesn't matter what happens with your investments. We're talking about protecting your family, yourself from unforeseen tragedies. And that's why I say that this is important because if you have it in place, then the GoFundMe fundraisers, yeah, they're still going to be out there, but they're going to be for more positive and fun and uplifting purposes, not providing for unforeseen tragedies. And it's always the young people. So you know, we talk about that. There's a big three, health insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, health insurance. Obviously, if you would get sick or have some tragic event happen, that's going to help you pay for those bills. And, you know, you could go to the healthplace.gov. They can provide you coverage if you don't get it through your employer, or you, you might have employer sponsored health coverage. And they have access to education on their offerings, but it can be confusing. So 
it doesn't really cost you any more money than to work with an agent. It doesn't cost you any more money to work with an agent. So if you don't understand your coverages, talk to an agent. There's so many things to consider. Your deductible, your copay, your coinsurance, your out-of-pocket maximums, your premium, so on and so forth. There's lots of things out there that, that can be confusing, but an agent can help you. So don't be afraid to talk to an agent. Even if you have coverage through your employer, talk to someone there as well. Disability insurance for a younger person is such a big thing because it it's basically lifestyle insurance. You're, you're ensuring your, that if something happens to you and you can't work, that you're still going to be able to make ends meet to pay your bills. And when you're younger, one of your greatest assets is your ability to earn a living. It's not going to be your house. You may not even own a house. It's your ability to earn a living. Your whole future is based upon based upon that. So having disability insurance is a huge thing. And your employer might provide it. You still are eligible for supplementals. So I mean, that's a discussion that I have with my clients is making sure that they're maximizing their coverages because who knows what's going to happen. One in four people, one in four adults will become disabled in their lifetime. Most people think that happens at work but it doesn't. Most often it happens at or around the house. And uh, one in four, one in four, that's an insurable risk. And two, Michael, what about those people who are independent contractors? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. If you're self-employed or an independent contractor, you're not getting any of those benefits and, and you have to effectively create your own employee mm -hmm. benefit package. And I talk about this in a previous podcast, but it's so important because you're not going to get that pricks fix uh, menu, right? Pre, uh, you know, you, pre, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's not there. Already so, set. Oh, uh, yeah, set menu doesn't exist. Uh, right. There's some good things there because you can customize it. Maybe you don't need this coverage. Maybe you, you need this coverage instead, so you can customize it, which you don't have at, at a, if you're getting it through an employer that's you know already established, but. Um, you have to take the onus on yourself. So disability is a big one that's even more underutilized than the next topic, which is, is life insurance. And your employer, they'll, you know, sometimes they'll provide one times coverage, but that's tied to your employment there. Or maybe they even provide more on a, uh, what's what I'm looking for? You have to, it's elected. It's an elective, right? You have to mm -hmm. choose that coverage. But it's important to have a policy outside of work. And, and I really look at that as more, of, uh, of a final expense policy per se. I mean, depending upon who you talk to, 10,000 would be the minimum, 25,000 would be a robust policy. Anywhere in between there would be fine, I think, for the purposes. And that's not expensive coverage to obtain. I, I did say, let's just uh, define here. You said final expense. You mean funeral? Costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's, I mean, that's something that unfortunately all of us are going to experience. Uh, we just don't know when. So it's important coverage to have especially when you're younger, it's very inexpensive relative to getting it later. And I just did some research. So if you're 50 years old and you wanted to obtain coverage for say $15,000, it'd be 54 bucks a month. So 54 bucks a month, your funeral and all that is taken care of. That's not that bad. I mean, I know money could be tight, but you know, it comes down to Every dollar having a purpose and prioritizing mm -hmm. what that dollar is, you know, meant to be. And in terms of having an impact on your family, having a dollar go towards insurance or providing that safety net or protection is really good bang for your buck. And 
that also leads us to the tip of the day, which is to obtain coverage for your child, to ha- get a policy, a life insurance policy on your child. I know it's really morbid to think about it, but it's really important to do that um, because one, unforeseen things happen. But secondly, you're also going to start to establish an asset for them. Uh, I'll, I'll share something about myself. So I have a policy through the Knights of the Columbus and I think I've got $20,000 of coverage. I've got about $2,000 of cash value, which I could use for whatever I want, but it's 14 bucks a month. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's nothing. And I've got that taken care of. So my parents, even though they didn't have those discussions with me, they did do the, some of the right things. And one of them was having this policy for me. So that's a really important thing to do. And another bonus for getting your child coverage is something called guaranteed insurability, which allows them to start at the age of 17, buy more coverage every three years with no additional underwriting. So they could get sick or have something happen to them, but they still have the ability to buy more insurance, which is a huge benefit. So if you had a a newborn, just for our discussion, $25,000 of coverage, be about $23 a month. Or if you were late to the game and having this discussion or the planning, let's say at a 10-year-old, it's $28 a month. So we're not talking large sums of money, but they can have a huge impact on on your family's future. So, you know, and we're also talking about kids here. Another thing would be to look into establishing a guardianship. Uh, That's a big thing. So something happens to you and your uh, significant other, you have someone to take care of your kid. And it's just not going to be up to the powers to be to make that decision for you. You could have a guardianship. It could be a trusted family member, a friend, you know, whoever you would want that to be. But establishing that is a really big part of estate planning, part of foundational planning. And I think that's something that most people don't recognize that, okay, even if they have the life insurance in place, I talk to people all the time and I don't know if I've come across a person who has a guardianship set up. So having that education and recognizing that that's something that you may look into, talk to an attorney, talk to a family law attorney about a guardianship, protecting your child in the case of something isn't that all part of a will though? Could be. It could be. Yeah, could be. Um, but I'm not a lawyer. I'll give legal advice. Right, right. <laughs> no, that's true. But but all these things you're saying, this foundational planning, this is, yeah. it's crucial to making sure you're taking care of your family. And that is your responsibility. You don't want to end up on social media asking for money. No, no. I mean, and I'm not... I want to be respectful of people who do. True, true. I do. If you're in a position that you can do the proper planning and avoid having to go down that route, I think that's the path that most people would want to take. And I, I hope that by listening to this podcast, you've gotten some you know, basic information here to, to look at the foundation, to take a look at your family and say, wow, we need disability or wow, we need more life insurance or wow, we need to look at our health insurance, or maybe look into a guardianship, or maybe we don't even have a will, right? So it's the foundational planning. And I don't think people look at financial advisors, they think of money. They always think of money and investments and assets. Very, very rarely does someone think of a financial advisor as someone who 
is to help them protect their family. So next time you see someone on Facebook talking about insurance, they're not trying to sell you something, right? I think sales is when someone sells you something that you want. Advisors, we help you with things you need. And we're not selling you anything. We're educating you to take advantage of the tools that are out there to protect your family. So if you want to do some analysis of your situation, I'd be happy to review your coverages with you. We can look at how much income you would need to replace, your final expense needs, uh, how much protection you need to provide your family if something happened to you, uh, review your employee benefits, and review your current coverages. I'd be happy to do that. You can reach out to me, email me at michael at genxwealthpartners.com. You can check out my website, genxwealthpartners.com. You can, hopefully you will subscribe to this podcast, the Genx Wealth One Advisor. And I hope that you did gain something from this podcast because this is such an important topic to me because I want to be able to help people and avoid a situation that they don't really have to go into in the first place. So uh, I appreciate your time here today. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks a lot. And as Michael said, follow this podcast, rate, review, and please share. Thank you for listening to the Gen X Money Advisor podcast. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Gen X Wealth Partners. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FNRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Gen X Wealth Partners is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.